Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 217, episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is January 5th, a Wednesday, which of course means that it is National Keto Day, mm. National Screenwriters Day. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. Shout out to the writers of screen out there. Mm-hmm. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Cars to good God, y'all. What <laughs> is it good for entertaining toddlers? That is courtesy of Clayton Smith at Spunky Diabetic. When was the last time you met one? A Spunky Diabetic. I don't know, man. Well, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Well, the CDC won't let me be, let me be me, just let me see. I won't get the shot or mask up, B. Hospitals won't be empty because of me. Okay, shout out to at DJ Uptown STL for that, you know, that wonderful Eminem uh, inspired AKA. I get it. The, the rates are rising. People are doubling down on recklessness. It's a lot at the moment, but it's oh, good wow. to start this new year with y'all. Yeah, how, th- this is the first time we've spoken in uh, weeks. How, weeks. How have you been? Well, we Miles? did have some little off, un- unofficial transmissions back and yeah, forth yeah, yeah. to each a little other. Texting but texting yeah. here and there, yeah, but a little texting that we do. But you yeah, go yeah, anywhere a, for for a break? I tried to go up north. To I tried to go to Lake Tahoe to see snow, and mm. I was going to go with uh, Her Majesty's family, the nieces, nephews, rather just the nieces. But then Tahoe had like a one in 50 year storm. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, so we got to cancel all of our fucking plans. <laughs> we just chilled in the bay for like a couple days. Yeah. Uh, and it was wonderful. We had a friend of ours who was supposed to come down from Tahoe and visit. And she was stuck up there for like, she, she eventually like had to just push through the storm because the locals were getting mad because they were running out of gas and food yeah. in Tahoe. Yeah. Um, but it was like dozens of feet of snow. It was, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It was like yeah, 14 crazy feet shit. in like certain places. And like yeah, yeah. you would see clips of people like just driving their car like out of a block of snow. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. But yeah the, yeah, the lack of roads. Also, like too many people not knowing how to drive through a storm, just causing a ton of spin outs like on the main arteries that go through there. It's just it was a mess. But yeah, other than that, blessed, yeah. restful. I had East Coast people out visiting us, you know, thinking uh, my nephews were like, when are we going to get to swim in the pool? And it rained the entire, like every day that they were here, it was fucking frigid and raining. And, you know, it's it's good. We like to keep it for ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) So very selfishly. Like like, next time, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a brilliantly talented comedian, actor, writer, who you know from Los Spookies on HBO, uh, where she turned in a performance so remarkable and transformative that I Googled Ambassador Melody Gibbons' actor, trying to figure out who was playing them, (laughs) even though she'd just been on TDZ when I did that. (laughs) You've also seen her in Shrill on Hulu. You'll see her in season five of Search Party. Please welcome back to the show, Greta Teitelman! Wait, you really didn't know it was me, I didn't even know when it was I you. was like yeah. with you in what, what like in real in life. Person. Yes, yeah. I, in he person, was like, it was so. Life. When he figured it out, we were like, "That's Greta." He's yeah, like, I, yeah. I know. He's like, but... I was so taken away. <laughs> Yo, it it's was. Me, you are so yeah. fucking good in that well, show. I you just know, have to I say. fly back down to Chile on Sunday to finish shooting season two. 
That's oh, shit. Okay. the best news I've heard. So all you'll be year. getting le, le, le. more of my my prized Melanie Gibbons. It's very an good. otherworldly performance. Yeah. Thank you. Very, oh my very God. funny. Greta, the background you're working with there looks like a Denis Villeneuve, like like there's a horizon in the background. From oh, right Denis. here? This, my yeah. big cat? Yeah. Thank oh, you right. so much. <laughs> yeah, yes. sorry. Okay, that's just a... Yes, just, you know, your standard uh, kitchen bang cat, one might right. say, but to yeah. some, looks like a gorgeous horizon in the background. Yeah, yeah a horizon on like a What if I was like, I'm in an infinity planet. pool? <laughs> right. Or if you were like saying like, I'm on location reporting from the Arctic. Like, yeah. like oh, wow. A lot of yeah, there. I am. Yeah. I wish that we did this yesterday because I would have been in Mexico. Well, yeah. no, I guess yesterday morning I would have been. But, you know, what can we do? Can Here we I go? am now. Alas, Here you back are. In Los Angeles. Well, we are thrilled to have you with us. That's very exciting about season two. Yes. Uh, very exciting about season five of Search Party. Yeah. Uh, one of the best shows out there. Doing I think it. you're really going to like it. I'm very excited. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. We're just going to say a fond farewell to Betty White. We are going to do the opposite of that with Marjorie Taylor Greene. We are going to uh, look at the latest TikTok trend in parenting. <laughs> we're going to... Uh, th- those are stories that I did not write, uh, Miles. You wrote them, and I don't know what uh, any of them are about. And I'm excited. I know what the Betty White one is about, uh, okay, so I will yeah, not yeah. be just like devastated by the news. But what I, I don't know what the other. Oh, we'll get shit, to it. We'll Greta. Get to one thing at a time. Oh no! What 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 news? Um, um, we'll, we'll we'll get to it. Have you heard the song "Jesus Is the One" by Zach Fox? <laughs> <laughs> I actually on have, it. and I love that song. <laughs> That's, That's so all good. I could think of, actually, when Betty White passed away. We're going to talk about the. I think we mentioned this towards the end of last year that car crash deaths and car crashes are up, even though there are fewer cars on the road during the pandemic. And we might have even made reference to an LA Times article that had an explanation that was like, people are just mad and selfish now. I don't know, man. So, super producer Brian Jeffries, actually producer of the trending show, the daily trending show, pointed out that we uh, and the LA Times got that totally wrong. So, I wanted to dig into that because it's actually very interesting. It has to do with city design and America being a fucked up place. And we might even get to uh, the fact that Wheel of Fortune is a fucking train wreck. All of that. Plenty more. But first, Greta, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Something that I searched recently was, well, okay, I mean, gold price per gram was something that I searched a few uh-huh. days ago. Hell yeah. Obviously very important. Chriselle mm-hmm. Staus or whatever from Selling Sunset. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I'm not a big reality TV head. My husband loves Selling Sunset. So now I just like... I'm the person that I'm watching something and doing a full like Wikipedia deep dive about who they are at the same time. Clearly, you didn't do that while watching Los Spookies, which is good. <laughs> but then I have like, you know, a bunch of other shit. I guess probably Resi is always up. 
I have a Google search for Michael Stipe up, you know, yeah. just Why, kind yeah. of classic What's Michael Stipe up to? What's Mike Stipe? I don't think I've ever heard him referred to as Mike Stipe. No. Nah. Well, he lives in my friend's building. Oh, and cool. I was in my friend's apartment going to visit her, and I thought that I saw him, and it could not have been more opposite than what he actually looks like. So then oh, I was really? like, do I have no idea as to what Michael Stipe actually looks like? Turns out I had no fucking clue. Oh, so what, what did you what did you expect versus what it was? Because I have this guy that I see at Trader Joe's who I'm convinced is Michael Stipe. But mm. I second guess every now and then when I kind of look closer. I think like in my mind, I know he's bald. But yeah. in the moment, I was like, he's not bald because there's something about him. Like he and Moby could potentially get like smushed together as being like bald white guys that wear glasses, even right. though Moby has a bunch of like insane tattoos now. Right. Um, mm. So he's very recognizable. I don't know. Shout out very to, funny to me his that... restaurant here in L.A., <laughs> Little Pine. That's very funny to me that Moby got a bunch of tattoos. Uh, wait, yeah. is Michael Stipe, how, how is he height-wise? That's always something that I... <laughs> always top of mind for you. You know, you think mind. that I would know, and I'm going to look it up for you right now. I guess the only other tab that would kind of be like insight into my brain is hippopotamus attacks. That's the okay. other tab that I have yeah, open yeah. currently. Gotcha. You don't have to look it up. I was just curious if he struck you as taller or shorter than you expected when you saw I, the, him. The, 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 the gent that I saw in person was probably like... 510 okay. and now that i'm looking it up michael stipe is 59 so oh, i wasn't shit. far off mm, okay do you know what kind of car he drives sorry to ask <laughs> i don't think he drives a car Fuck. Come on, michael you think michael stipe drives a car man New York. this guy i'm telling you next i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking take a picture of this guy who's his doppelganger that i see around my place just flick it up he, with him be like <laughs> he lives in new york he's like a he's like a, the person oh my that's god he lives in new okay so yeah he's not, not even here he's not even in this state no way you're I'm seeing racist. michael stipe i'm sorry i'm racist but but there, no but i am but like when you are a bald white man of a certain stature yeah. you could be michael stipe you could be jason statham you could be moby you could be right. you know there's a whole you could be right. mr clean there's a whole right. laundry list thank yeah. you okay that makes me feel better and i do suspect that the person that you were mistaking for michael stipe like chose that lane was like all right yes. i'm gonna be a michael stipe bald right that's gonna be my lane that people you know because because you gotta you can't it's just like, create your own yeah. bald white guy space. The, gotta, his whole vibe no. was like, I'm wearing like an old vaporized T-shirt mm. and I got like this shitty classic car that like works, but I'm not trying to front like it's fancy, but clearly it's catching your eye because it's older and uh -huh. like just being like, like moving like a ghost and he had like a big Adam's apple and I'm like, this yeah. is my stipe. That's all very stipey. Yeah, Except for the car. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect him to like. I also, yeah. was it like a authentically burnt out tea or was it something that was bought at like max no, fields it, it looked it the the vibe felt authentic to the point mm. i was like this could be michael stipe because it just felt like this wasn't like this wasn't really uh, overdone because like i remember me one time i saw you know like when certain <laughs> some were very bad at remembering you greta yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey like, that's well, the least singer of rem yeah it's halloween i'm doing an rem costume what's your problem like it's michael stipe i don't know but i it's like the same thing one time i saw diane keaton out and i said look at this diane keaton cosplay looking motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this person's trying to do Diane Keaton with the hat and the mm -hmm. glasses and everything. And then I look close. I'm like, oh, shit, that's 
oh, that's the real deal. And then it, so I, I have those moments too, where I'll be dismissive of the real thing. Cause I'll be like, you look at you attempting this other well, person's style. It's jarring when you see someone that has a signature look and you see them out in the wild in the signature right. look. I saw yeah. Billy Porter at the airport. And initially I was like, wow, that guy is dressed exactly like Billy Porter. And then I was right. like, oh no, it's actually just <laughs> Billy Porter. He's right. the only person wearing completely crystal jeweled sneakers and like a gorgeous hat that right. is like high and tilted and looked stunning very early in the morning. Right. Greta's hand motions are suggesting this hat is taller than any hat I've it ever was, seen. It was, it was yeah. insanely tall. Yeah, like... <laughs> Abe Lincoln, two, yes. two X Abe Lincoln. No way it could. I bet. I bet when they sat in the airplane, it was touching where yeah. the lights and the AC. And is. I don't see him playing that either. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, "I need a new seat because exactly. I'm not taking my hat off and it's touching the air conditioner nozzle." Mm-hmm. All right. Did we discuss this before when Diane Keaton and her signature look came up? The the question of like, are there other actors who have just been like, ah, this is what I look like. Like, this is kind of how I dress and this is how I'm going to dress in all my movies. And that's just like they come with the wardrobe. Yes. Mm. I there can are. say firsthand Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's on he's on search party this season and like <laughs> how he dresses that you you would compliment right. him on something and he'd be like, These are mine, like everything I right. wear is mine. Yes. And of um Oh like the way- to set, you're saying? You're like, oh the like the, the style I would compliment really- like his rings. I'd be like, Oh, I love your rings, like, you know, costumes really hit it out of the park or whatever right, I right, would right. say. <laughs> that does sound and like they're you. all yeah. just like his own his own stuff. Yeah. I mean He's a very jazzy dresser. Mm. And, For a jazzy man. Yeah. And he just, you know, he has zany style. And I think that he has been another person to like the Jeff Goldblum style is now yeah. how you see him on and off the right. screen. I feel like, like Andy Garcia also. That's like my vibe with him. I Andy feel like Garcia. Looks like <laughs> just Andy always Garcia. a suit. Yeah, like, or like on vacation, yeah. like, but rich uh-huh. person vacation with linen on. I was going like, to say linen and like a hat. Yeah, right. yeah, like that's Tommy Bahama. Yeah. There's like a soccer player, this Bulgarian soccer player named Dimitar Berbatov, and he was once told he looked like Andy Garcia, and he said mm-hmm. he devoted his entire style, like his whole wardrobe is now informed by Andy Garcia because that's person very funny. offhandedly, like, you kind of look like Andy Garcia, who's 20 years older than you. I also yeah. feel like Gabriel Iglesias always looks. The same. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, he has a, a style signature look. Yeah. Yeah. But but we should circle back to hippo attacks because yeah. I'm sure everybody is thinking about those. I think super producer Becca Ramos mentioned that there are, there's a TikTok about hippo attacks going viral. There are? Right now. Yeah. I We were looking it up because it was on an episode of like, I Survived Death or whatever, oh, I guess right. some podcast that my friend listens to. And we were all talking about this guy who survived this insane hippo attack. Yeah. And when I see hippos, I want to just like cuddle with them. Yeah. Because they look so cute. And Put them in a tutu and call them sassy baskets. Yeah. Well, you know that they're like so fucking Scary. Yeah, the, yeah, the most deadly creature in Africa, I think. It's wild. And also their mouths. I think they have like a 2,000 pound like jaw crush. Yeah. The eyewitness testimony about hippo attacks involves people being bitten in half a lot of the time, which you, you right. don't okay. hear that about sharks, even though. Right. Sharks well, sharks don't mean cool. to eat us. Right. 
Yeah. Hippos. Whereas hippos are like, I'm coming for you. Sharks like, yeah, are like, yeah. I thought you were a seal. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. And they'll yeah. wave their little butts and their tails to like shoot shit out in like many directions. That's like the one thing I remember seeing in the nature documentary. When yeah, I was the shit like, fan. They turn their tails fucking... into shit fans. I um, wish I could do that. That's pretty metal, man. Yeah. I would like that. That would be pretty cool. That would be a great way to, <laughs> you know, it, you don't you don't need a receptacle to take it away from you because you have one built in that just yeah. fires fire it across shit. the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh? what's something you think is overrated? Something that I think is overrated has to be zippers. Mm. Yeah. Go on. I think what zippers is, are really happened? overrated. I was thinking about this this morning. They buttons, man. Buttons never fail you. Zippers. Zippers break. What if your little zippy thing, if the little pulley thing comes off and you don't mm. have a little safety pin to scooch in there, you're fucked. Yeah. Also, they can what get caught. They can yeah. nag things. And I just think, like, I would love to go back to buttons. I think zippers, yes, they're convenient. Yes, we like them for convenience. But, like, you know, let's be a little bit more tactile. Mm, let's wow. get in there with a button. And yeah. maybe this is boring to people. And people are like, God, this girl sucks. You should never come back on this podcast. She's no. railing about something that's not even funny. But I'm here to let you know that zippers, when they fail you, mm-hmm. you're kind of fucked. It's not a laughing yeah. matter. It's not a laughing matter. Especially one that's like can fall down on its like with its own oh, weight. Oh, nothing's like, more aggravating. What is this? Nothing's what, like, more aggravating. Yeah. Or when you have a zipper and then part of it, part of the zip part the comes lines. unzipped. Yeah. The word. And it's chaos. like, what's going on? I yeah. just closed you. You shouldn't be opening up down there. Yeah. The closure's just going up, up and down without making any effect on the And right. don't even get me started on the stupid sweatshirts that have the dual zip. So that you can zip it up and then unzip the bottom part. I won't get you started on that because I I think we'd be here all day. The base zipper, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Has that that ever come in? I'm sure there's like a reason for that, but sweatshirts are not it, right? I don't know what the reason is. I think it's a fashion statement. I mean, do I have a black top with a crystal zipper where I can undo the bottom zipper and the top zipper and have them meet and it can become kind of this gorgeous crop top situation? Yeah. Yes. Yes, of course. But am I waiting for that top to completely break and then leave <laughs> me full tits out on the dance floor one day? Yes. Right. That comes with it. Yeah. I can't trust it. You can't trust a zipper. Mm. What is something hurting. you think is underrated? Diarrhea. Boom. And we're done. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. My my children have had a 72-hour and very productive stomach bug right now. It's not good. Look, I here's what I'll say. No one wants it, but when you get it, there is no greater feeling of relief once it is passed. Mm. And I just think it's efficient. I think <laughs> that it clears the system quickly. Mm. And I just think we we literally shit on diarrhea. As being like this awful thing. But, you know, I think it's underrated for the cleanse, the immediate cleanse. It's not vomit. And I think for that, we need to be a little bit more grateful for diarrhea. And I hate to and I hate to do this to the listeners, but you're picking diarrhea over vomit. Uh, what? Absolutely. Okay, Are asking, you I'm crazy? Just, I'm just setting the table for a terrible discussion. Hold on. <laughs> if you have access to a bathroom. Okay, look. Yeah, you want to sit on it rather than put your face in it. Vomit is more acceptable to do anywhere. 
right? Like, if you need mm. to, you can run to the sidewalk and vomit on the sidewalk. You can't <laughs> necessarily, like, rip your pants off and diarrhea all over the sidewalk. Right, do an absolute So I understand job. one might say, well, vomit's more convenient. You know, mm-hmm. vomit can kind of happen anywhere. It can sort of be impromptu. You don't need to be worried about a bathroom situation. Right. If you uh, have access to a bathroom, especially if it's your own, yeah. Mm-hmm. Honey, I'm going to have diarrhea all day. There you go. I'm mm-hmm. not going to want to vomit at all. And You've we will be isolating that and making, honey, I'm, I'm going to have diarrhea all <laughs> honey, day. I'm gonna day. Honey, yeah, I'm going to have diarrhea all day. Sounds like uh, a lost line from Samantha. From Samantha, from the, yeah. The Sex in the City reboot. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'm honey, having diarrhea all day. Let me tell you a little <laughs> thing about this diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. All right, gang, the lines are open. Call in, let us know. You zippers or buttons? <laughs> you diarrhea or vomit? Buttons. I yeah, say yeah. as I bring it up, buttons. <laughs> buttons, I say. I feel like, I mean, the, inter- the internet has been electrified by the debate about which way uh, toilet paper rolls are supposed to go. So I feel like these could these could be very Oh, popular. everyone's like, I will come to your house and make that toilet paper roll go yeah. over. It's yeah. like, if you're taking the time to switch my toilet paper roll. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You're going to need to get a life, honey. You need to uh, ask yourself whether your zippers are buttons. Exactly. That's, because that's that what is. you should be worried about. That is. Yeah. We're asking the wrong questions here. Thank you. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And so Betty White passed on New Year's Eve, just capping off a really shitty year. But what what a legend. What a career. Yeah. Right? I just I didn't I, I like put this in the doc and I was like, I don't know why, because we don't necessarily always like sort of reference people's passings and stuff on the show. But unless like it's a trending app. But there was something I think th- that like Betty White's obviously like, her career aside, which is legendary and like longer than anyone's on Earth as it relates to television. She just also had this huge place, I think, in culture mm-hmm. that was sort of interesting to see in that moment, multiple like sort of not reckonings, but just these realizations occur where some people were like, oh, it's such a loss. I saw some people who were like really upset. Other people, you know, there was always these jokes about like protect Betty White at all costs kind of things that you would always see on Twitter and Instagram, whatever. And it was like, yeah, it was a sad day. And then I don't know, part of me, I wasn't like a necessarily like the biggest, like singular Betty White fan. But I really liked her as a performer. Every time she did a cameo, I was like, oh, she's fucking got it. Like, that's called mastery when even in your 90s, you're going toe to toe with like other comedic talents that might be, you know, generations between you and still just like holding your own. Mm-hmm. So I always really appreciated that. But there was something about, I think, like her getting to almost 100 that I feel like was maybe working on people were like, that's that was the goal, right? It's like, let's get Betty White to 100. They had a whole special planned for later this month for because I think January 17th would have been her 100th birthday. But I don't know. As I like I sat back, I was kind of like, hmm, I'm, I was just process. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I only bring this up to process this out loud with everyone else. I'm like, I I'm glad she was here and I'm glad she she passed away in a very natural way, like getting to 99 years old. I feel it's a it's maybe a, it's, Betty it's White's lucky number was 99. You know, yeah. maybe she was like 99 is the is the age. Yeah. Oh, right. Who knows? I, I mean, I yeah. was I'm a huge am still am Golden Girls just like huge. And then to think about the cultural impact that had and how she's just, you know, she worked. I'm pretty sure she was 
consistently shooting. Wasn't she on Hot in Cleveland for like a million years? Yeah. She was and didn't working. stop working regularly uh, maybe like four years ago or something. But she never even announced that she was like, quote unquote, stopping working. She just kind of was like, that's how I want to do it. I kind of just want to slowly back away. Not like opportunities can come and go, but you never formally announce that you're like leaving right. the business or right. retiring. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also I, she was supposed to be like the nicest, sweetest, most lovely person ever. Right. Could have fooled me. She seemed like a real asshole. <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is one of those things that like the people who ruined the toilet paper debate about like who are like, no, it's got to be over under. And like, I, f I feel like I associate people being like Betty White is like, I hope Betty White doesn't die with that sort of like meme or that like level of like Internet sort of thing. But I think they're right about this one. Like, Betty White's last dying breath is the toilet paper goes <laughs> yeah, over. Exactly. Yeah. She saw it under. She saw the toilet paper yeah. under. She's like, <gasps> I do think that what I did love about Betty White, then we can move on. I feel like it's really hard as an actor to, I would imagine because like I'm terrified of getting old, but when like a young act, a young male actor like makes out with an older woman and it's like the joke is like, oh my God, he's making out with a grandmother. And I feel like Betty White just took that in stride all the time because I think she did a lot of making out with like young, hot uh celebrities yeah 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 that did almost become like a thing where it's like and then they'll kiss betty white yeah and then you'll and make out with betty white and then, yeah and then we'll cue the laugh track and yeah. that's it meanwhile mm -hmm. anti-vaxxers said that she was killed by the booster shot so obviously I mean, there's that too isn't that's, that just implied come on yeah yeah if you're on um, uh, what's her name marjorie taylor green yeah Okay. Mm. Great transition, Miles. Yeah. You know, some people thought we were going to be a little rusty, come back from break, but you yeah. fucking nailed it with nope, that transition. Just because... mumbled my way right through it. Yeah. Because <laughs> MTG uh, got booted from social media. Yeah. And is fighting with Dan Crenshaw. I'm just yeah. reading the headline that you wrote, sir. Take it away. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, the longtime COVID denier, anti-vaxxer slash CrossFit doctor, majorly tainted <laughs> growth, went a little too far on Twitter with the social media lies again with the misinformation. And per Twitter permanently disabled her personal account because she was talking about, I don't know about all these vaccination deaths you've heard about. I was just bringing up this thing about the vaccine killing people. And they're like, you know what? Welcome to Twitter. Strike five, you're out. <laughs> Her fifth strike. <laughs> Don't know why they settled on that number. But yeah, she has had that personal account pretty much, uh, not pretty much, it's permanently deactivated. So now all she has is her official congressional account to spew nonsense from. But I have a feeling that's probably more for official business rather than her scathing takes on, you know, what what COVID actually is. Do you think she cares? I feel like she's not going to care. She's like, well, fuck, whatever. I don't care that this is official. I'm just going to do it anyway. She is, does not care. Yeah, I mean, she does and then she doesn't, right? Because then she'll go on, like, Getter, which is this really stupid other, like, Twitter sort of clone site that, uh, you know, the Trumper made. It's called Getter? Yeah, like Getter. G-E-T-T-R. Getter. G-E-T-T-R. Getter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And she's just like, you know, she went on there to be like, oh, I can't believe they're like booting me off to free speed. I'm a I'm someone who represents 700,000. It's like, OK, sure. But 
the, 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 the rules are pretty clear on Twitter. Don't don't spread misinformation that could potentially hurt someone's well-being because they're believing you as a somehow a member of Congress. So, you know, after she was booted from Twitter, this all kind of this all happened after she was fighting with Dan Crenshaw again, the uh, Texas Congress member, the guy who has the eye patch who always says he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not all for the histrionics, but made like a like a janky Avengers film about like stopping the steal. So they were going on back and forth because, again, if you remember, this all started with like a month or two ago when Dan Crenshaw was like, dude, people like Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're hucksters. They're just trying to ride this MAGA oh, wave. Right, like right, they're right. not really about this conservative shit. And so they always started they started bickering constantly. Then Dan Crenshaw basically had said this thing on Twitter. He's like, hey, man, uh, Biden should, you know, like increase FEMA's presence in areas that need expanded testing and support, you know, because, you know, Trump actually even did that. You know, he had to add the caveat that he wasn't just saying, like, I'm trying to tell Biden what to do. That's good. He was saying Trump did this. So Mm. from there, I can't call her Marjorie, majorly tainted growth. Then tweeted at him. She's like, this guy shouldn't call himself a conservative. He's like riding for Biden or something. I don't even know. Then her account got deactivated and she posted. She she apparently was trying to suggest that maybe her and Dan Crenshaw's spat got her account deactivated. He said, all I said was, no, we don't want FEMA doing any of that. And hospitals need to hire back unvaccinated healthcare workers. Then poof, I'm kicked off Twitter. I mean... Yeah, big Crenshaw definitely came for her. You saw the production value on that short film that he oh, made. Yeah. Like he's oh, yeah. he's got backing from the highest levels of uh, you know, finance. This this, <laughs> this guy is fucking untouchable. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm glad to see them fighting, uh, but also this is a moment where Omicron has, you know, well and truly is in the process of taking over the country and the infection rates are so high. So I guess the only positive to take away at the moment, despite all this, is that, you know, hospitalizations are not as high as Delta. But, yeah, yeah. this is all all of this information, misinformation is coming at a time when we we've never needed it. And a lot of the studies we've talked about where it's like 80 percent of people who are, you know, anti-vax have encountered one of these like Facebook myths that kind of sets people down this road at some point. So it also underlines, you know, the responsibility of places like Twitter and Facebook to get their shit together because she also got banned for 24 hours from facebook mm. you mean meta yeah whatever i i don't i don't respect <laughs> their new name it's like you know somebody tries to change their name like from um, junior it's actually high to called high meta now babe yeah. yeah i know i just don't respect some sometimes those name changes are trying to avoid a, a dark side and greta you are part of meta's outreach campaign letting us know uh, yeah and i'm here representing meta, meta today yeah meta here to let us know that it's yeah, yeah meta title and she will be changing her name <laughs> i'm having a, i'm having a career pivot yeah for a great check though can you imagine they come <laughs> oh up to you they're like hey hot, greta we- hot hot piece of ass mark zuckerberg sunk his little talons <laughs> in me <laughs> they're like can we get some of those like instagram character bits you do but like really talking up mark zuckerberg. no i have beef with meta i'm pretty sure i'm shadow banned on on Instagram. Really? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, why mm-hmm. would you do? What kind of truths did you tell? You know, <laughs> me just talking in a British accent about my snatch, mm. and mm. I think people just, like, report that I use foul language, and now no one sees any of my content, and now I spiral, and it makes me feel bad. <laughs> oh, no. Well, now we all have to go to uh, at Gertie Birdie, right? Isn't that your... Gertie Bird, go look at my account, like Gertie all Bird. my stuff. Look at shout out your uh, handle on Getter. Could you, yeah, uh, and then find me on Getter as Meta Zuckerberg. <laughs> Meta Zuckerberg Titleman. 
Is does this uh, signal? Wait, is Trump perma banned on Twitter? Or is that just like yeah, yeah, yeah? He, oh, it's permanent. Okay, yeah. But Facebook Meta they only like, did twenty four hours for her. They're checking back. I think no. it's just that she has to screw up enough times. There was just like a suspension. I also think Facebook. they're like, we need people to stay active on this, and like the yeah. only people left are people that are like following Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Finally, we do have a TikTok trend to check in with. It is uh, a few, you know, we 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 tend to get a little scatological every once in a while here on the Daily Zeitgeist. What we haven't been talking to y'all for a couple weeks now, so we we had it all stored up. So we we had we had to do it to them. So there, we do have to tell you about a TikTok trend about parents smearing shit on their kids. Yeah. Oh, on their hands, right? Yeah, yeah, like, or on their arm. Like, yeah. this is a thing we've seen on the internet before, like, sort of in isolated moments. But now, because TikTok's ability to affect culture is just so powerful, we are seeing this new, uh, a reemergence of it, but called the hashtag poop challenge. And, like, you know, if you've not seen a video like this, like, a parent will usually be in the bathroom, pretend to be on the toilet and asking for help from someone outside, typically a kid, being like, Hey, I need more like toilet paper. Can you help me with something? They come in and they smear some shit uh, looking food like Nutella or pudding or peanut butter, like on the kid's hand or arm and then just be like, and now I'm recording you. Let's see if my violation of our trust will get the likes, the clicks. And, you know, you see it all. You see some kids just scream and cry because they can't believe that their parent just smeared shit on them. Then you see other kids who are like, there's one kid who's like, crying but also playing with it more as like they're trying Ew. to figure out they're like they're like no but i'm kind of interested in what this may or may not be and then you have some true og kids who just look their parents in the eye and they're like yo this doesn't smell like shit nice try who are like young <laughs> and you're I like think, i think up. i saw one that was actually really sweet when a kid like kind of realized what it was and looked at his parent and was like it's okay it's okay. Right. Yeah. And, and then just like, this is so much more fucked. Like now right. you're putting the child like to comfort you for shitting on them. I don't know. I'm just the, the whole, the culture behind that. I can't get behind. It's, like, yeah, yeah. That's what I think is interesting. Cause I'm, you know, I get pranking your kids. I was a victim of this kind of shit. No pun intended. Constantly like having uncles or cousins who always be like, Oh, let's kind of fuck with them. So I, I know that like, you know, having fun and doing that kind of stuff is, you know, par for the course. But like this this new era of now, it's like, but in my day, we weren't uploading these videos where I was crying of because I was so afraid of the dark or the lights going out to like the Internet, uploading to the Internet for people to feast their eyes upon. So, yeah, I'm just it, it is interesting to watch how quickly, like consciously or subconsciously, parents are like, I don't know, maybe your maybe your tears will get me some followers. Jack, are you going to do the poop challenge to your kids? Uh, I mean, have I done the poop challenge with my kids? Is that where, did I misunderstand it? And is that where their stomach bug came from? Are all questions that I'm not going to answer <laughs> you're this like, time. You're like, oh, it was oh, Nutella? Oh, damn. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, okay. Got Makes it. Makes a lot more sense. Makes a lot more sense. Now I know. You prank Would you prank your kids, though? Definitely not on social media. like uh, Just in the <laughs> privacy of your own home, like yeah, a civilized adult. Them, yeah. I tell them we're getting divorced. They got to pick a parent to leave with right now. Yeah. 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 I don't tape it. Yeah. My wife is very much more prone to like to I don't know. Mess wanting to prank. mess with the bounds of like truth to see what how they react. And I'm just too tired to do that. 
Yeah. Uh, as of right now. Were you pranked a lot as a kid? Either of you? My uncles, yeah. Not not my dad. Mm-hmm. I wasn't pranked a lot because I think I was like I think I was like an annoyingly precocious kid where whenever anyone would try to do something, I would be like, that's not true. <laughs> and they would be like, how do you know? And I would be like, because I just do. Right. Like, well, I, I'm actually smarter than you. Yeah, well. I yeah. think. I don't know. I was like one of those kids. I never thought the tooth fairy was real. Like, sure. I don't know. I was kind of just like, no okay. way some bitch is flying into my window grabbing my teeth and putting money under my pillow for a dollar yeah i was like okay first of all these teeth are worth way more right yeah and second of all no but i I mean i did believe in santa santa claus and i also i guess until very recently right until actually this year When I was really yeah. little, my mom used to, my mom was not a crafty person. Like, she was not like a PTA mom or anything like that. But she did do this thing, which I guess was a prank, where on St. Patrick's Day, she would mess up our room, me and my sister's rooms, like pull our clothes out of the drawer, undo our beds. And like, then she would put little green footprints to like a little pot of candy like mm. a pot of gold and she made us believe that leprechauns like came into our room and, and are fucked filthy. it up yeah, and right. that prank was cool for like a few years and then I just realized it was her doing it and then I was left to clean up my room right right it, was it with paint? What, what were the footprints? Just like, they were like paper. They were like little, oh, like, you know, oh, cut out little footprints from that's paper. That's really cute. I mean, it's cute to do to your kids. Maybe you should yeah. do that. But yeah. I didn't, I never, I wish she was, <laughs> things you wish your parents were alive right. for to ask them, <laughs> why? Why did she pretend to be a leprechaun? I wonder if it's like a thing too, where on the most cynical level, parents can do that to cover up the fact that they flipped the room looking for drugs and <laughs> To be like, oh yeah. no, man, damn, leprechaun came through here. But at least there's a pot of gold, and I'm glad to know you don't have drugs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take another quick break and we'll come back and talk about car crashes and Wheel of Fortune. Hmm. hmm. And we're back. And as we talked about in a previous episode, car crashes, car crash deaths are up, even though there are fewer cars on the road. And there was there was this L.A. Times, like the way I learned about this, at least, was through a L.A. Times iPhone notification, Apple News notification that, that was like, and here's why. And then you read the article and it's like, I don't know, people are like mad or something. <laughs> and like, thanks. Great analysis. <laughs> Yeah. And so we we talked about that. We didn't say that's definitively why, but Super Producer uh, Brian pointed out that there's actually a much better explanation that the L.A. Times completely missed. But I just want to quote from the L.A. Times article. They said, I fear we they or they quoted somebody saying, I fear we've adopted some really unsafe driving habits and they're going to persist. Our roads are less safe than they were pre pandemic. And then I think they anecdotally, we hear from governor's offices around the country that it's a symptom and a sign of the overall lack of consideration we're showing for other citizens. So it's basically they're like blaming it on individual like character defects, which I feel like it goes along with the I think this is the overall like sort of shape that America tends to take with any problem is 
find a way to isolate it to like put it in terms of individuals and right. psychology like you're struggling right now you probably suffer from depression you should exercise more and take these pills and you know instead of looking at like the broad structural problems that we have in our community right what like, if it's just that people were out of practice right yeah yeah that was one of the psychic predictions of uh super of producer, super producer Anna Anna Hosea, like yeah. the beginning of 2021 she's like more car crashes people don't know what they're doing yeah. no one's driving well, and it yeah. happened and we're like can you predict me becoming a like just a very happy person uh, with many <laughs> pets that are healthy. Yeah. I don't know. So I think there's definitely like some of that for sure. I, but I also think so that a thing that I hadn't really taken into account is something called strodes, which they're like these city planners who are talking about how America is full of these like combination street roads, which mm. I didn't. You know, what, being an American. On. What's the difference between a street and a road? Tell uh, me. My, my exact question. So I think roads are supposed to be like thoroughfares where like lots of cars, they're okay. wider. Uh, streets are supposed to be you well, know, single, la- like one lane each way. One lane. Yeah. That people right. can like walk along. And America has just kind of broken down that distinction to the point that now everything is basically just a this like combination street road. There's like strip malls all over the place there's you know these massive like two lane three lane roads that have like pedestrian crosswalks which is where people are seeing a lot of the the deaths happening and basically what happens in normal times is that traffic like slows our driving down like when there's a lot of cars on the road especially if they're all on the road at the same time like during rush hour then people can't drive fast but when there's little traffic in the way, as has been the case during most of the pandemic, the overly wide design of strodes encourages people to drive very fast, regardless of the speed limit. Mm. And they're hitting pedestrians. They're crashing. Yeah. Because yeah. there are parts like when you drive around, like anytime you drive through L.A. or different parts of the county and stuff, you I find myself being like, damn, it's like a fucking three lane street with nobody on it. And I'm like, let's open this shit up. Like in mm-hmm. your mind, it feels like a freeway or yeah. something that I get like this. I, I definitely suffer from or not suffer, but I get that impulse in a wide open road that's open. You're like, dude, the, the speed limit has to be like 55 on here, right? A like, wide open road that's open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, just just <laughs> nobody on there. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, in like certain streets, they just you'll see like po- you're like, oh, shit, you can go faster on this bit, like very wide road or whatever. And that definitely affects my subconscious sometimes when I'm driving. Yeah, I I live by the Wilshire Country Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that like stretch of Beverly that's like between Highland and Rossmore. That's yep. just like straight. Right, yeah. right, right. I see. Sometimes, you know, you can be flying, flying, flying down that little road. Yeah. yeah. And some people truly go like 150 miles an hour down that road. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've and I that. see these people that are like that jogging are on, on the, the side of yeah, it. I'm exactly. like, what is wrong with you? It's a fucking death trap. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, that's on the pedestrian because right. that's just not safe. Right. But there's also it's at a place where there's no. And this is actually brings up another point, which is that there's a massive 
private golf course that you can't go through any other way but this one road that doesn't have any fucking sidewalks. Yeah. So they literally make it like impossible to walk from one side to walk like three blocks across the city it's you right. see people like traversing the little like ledge by the, yeah, fence, the fence of yeah, the just, golf car of the golf yeah, course yeah, yeah. yeah sidestep sidestep yeah so anyways the like the reason that america has been designed this way is because it delivers people faster to like stores and stuff and like they just mm. are putting stores and other like profit making centers like all over the place instead of at like very like tightly planned like places that have a bunch of you know traffic planning in place to make sure that right. it's safe and how shocking i know it doesn't sound like us <laughs> no that doesn't sound american at all yeah so there are strategies for reducing them like you know putting roundabouts instead of traffic signals and intersections like they all sounded when i first read them like yeah okay but like <laughs> it's what other other countries do constantly and the city fortaleza brazil cut its traffic deaths nearly in half between 2014 and 2019 by just lowering speeds narrowing lanes and adding complexity to the roads and you know other cities have basically eliminated traffic deaths by just like doing these so, like, we know what the answer is. Like, the L.A. Times doesn't mention it. The L.A. Times is like, you guys are just mad because of pandemic and you just need to calm down and start thinking of each other. Right. And it's like, no, we actually know how to completely eliminate this by reducing speeds, uh, banning cars from city centers, building out ba bike paths and, you know, creating very slow or car free zones that actually Oslo virtually eliminated traffic deaths in 2019 by doing that so we know how to do this it's just like the, right. this vox article points out that like city planners don't think about it as like a thing that they're trying to eliminate they think of it as a like baked in like it's like a right all right so well that's the cost it. of doing business you know what's humiliating when you get to a crosswalk and they want you to pick up that little flag they want you to cross the street with a little flag do you know what i'm talking about have you seen this anywhere? No, no. It's like there are some in Brentwood, I think. There's some there were there are some in random parts of DC where I grew up. You'd like push the pedestrian crossing thing. There wasn't a light, but then like little flares would go or like little lights would flare on the road. And yeah. then they'd want you to like take a little like pedestrian crossing flag and walk across the street oh, wow. like holding this flag again putting flags. all the like impetus on the pedestrian instead of the right. driver because the yeah. driver is getting to where they're going to spend money faster and so that is who america they're like huh. city planners so you were account. struck by a car in the crosswalk were you doing anything like a ribbon dance or something yeah. to get the attention <laughs> well, of the driver she wasn't holding the flag yeah and that's the problem i to me it's like if what doesn't matter what i'm holding i could be carrying a like Fucking huge child. jackson pollock across the street and if you're going to kill me with your car i feel like that would happen yeah it's yeah, and it's funny too when you like you think about like other places that have speed cameras like the UK and stuff where it's just like we don't need to put fucking law enforcement on the roads. There's just a yeah. fucking camera that will clock your ass the second you blow by that shit going too fast, and that's like already you can tell how much compliance that creates with mm -hmm. people because they're like. 
well, there's no way I can avoid the fucking automated speed ticket distributing machine. And that will already get me to be like, oh, maybe not right now. Yeah, they have a quote from somebody who's like, I just came from, you know, I lived in Brazil for a number of years and came back to the United States and was shocked that like this wasn't this hadn't been adopted here. Like it's been adopted and no, like it's impossible. You just if you break the speed limit, you know that you're going to get a ticket. It's just right. like how it is. And, and the speed limits are there to keep people safe. Right. Like, it, it's funny, too, because I feel like in America, you're like, I don't know, where's like that robot company that's like getting a congressional contract to like put these all over the country where they're like, yeah, man, these speed cameras like and they're going to generate more revenue through like violation tickets and things like that. But I wonder if it's at odds with like our culture of being like, no, nah, man, like the open road, like you got to just trust that you're going to drive the right speed or some shit. I don't know if and there's like something philosophical at like at odds with each other. there. Well, it kind of just goes back to it. We were talking about five minutes ago where it's like the consumer capitalist part where it's like, nope, let's not have those. And let's just have people get where they need to get going to go and spend money. Right. Yeah. And also those businesses that have like been built into the actual infrastructure of the city and that we're dying in order to like make more profitable those are more entrenched than some like tech company that is probably also like making a bunch of money doing this overseas so they like you know hopefully that but that's like how we have to think about it is like well hopefully they get better at lobbying because that's (laughs) right right. that's the only way we're gonna fucking survive right so yeah that part of like the Wilshire Country Club on Beverly. I actually live right by there too, Greta. And like that, somebody needs to just fucking write a, a whole story about that. That is like absurd. It's and crazy. the fact that there's not like sidewalks or any pedestrian like option for that whole area is pretty shocking. I mean, I I personally think we need to, as a city, just tear down the like fences of the Wilshire Country Club and like claim it for the public oh, yeah. because yeah and have it be people. like a public green space because yeah. it's crazy like a central park it would blow your mind when you I remember I there was a kid who I played hockey with like wealthy his his backyard was the Wilshire Country Club and at night they'd be like let's go out there and like smoke weed I'm like what the fuck like I remember not knowing there was a golf club <laughs> a golf like yeah. course behind his yeah house. it's just a big black fence that's yeah and when I nobody's saw allowed inside fuck Dude, how do y'all live over here? You know that and they have a lot of coyotes in there. Mm. Yeah. Keep keep you and your small pets away? I don't know. Yeah. yeah right. Don't walk your chihuahua on yeah. that little <laughs> on ridge. The green. Yeah. Nope. Mm. Don't puff green on the green. Well, yeah, yeah. help us. All right. Let, let's check in with Wheel of Fortune real quick. You know, we've all been so focused on controversies surrounding Jeopardy. Right. Miles, I know it's kind of taken over your life. Completely. But no, it like that was a big story in 2021. But it seems like we've all let a lot of Wheel of Fortune's fuckery slip by because I, I don't know anyone who watches it. But at the end of last year, there were multiple instances of Wheel of Fortune like being just a really like re- just bad at being a game show. They like <laughs> so one time a contestant made it to the final round of the game. Got the answer right, but she left too long of a pause between words. And so they're like, ah, sorry, you didn't. Like, it's almost like it's what Pat Sajak's like own personal like money in his wallet that he's like, nope. Ah, sorry. Like, he's right. They're like cheating their contestants out, even though it like definitely makes it a worse show. And then there's another example 
So we're going to play a clip from that example here. What are you doing is the category. You have 10 seconds to try to talk it out. Good luck. Choosing the right card. Choosing the right. Word. You know, this one's tough because you you said all the right words, including the word word. But as you know, it's got to be more or less continuous. We'll we'll allow for a little pause, but not four or five seconds. I'm sorry, you did a good job in getting it, but but we can't give you the prize. And it was damn the Audi. Pat Sajak was like, and it is my Audi actually that you were going to get my (laughs) Audi Q3 parked in the lot. That is so fucked up. Did she end up getting the car? No, 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 no. It was just like a that was an L right there. Boom. Sorry. Yeah, I would have lost my mind. I would have gone completely off. Yeah. So back back in April, a similar (laughs) thing happened where a contestant like. They just do one thing. So it's like, it's not, it should be like the New York Times puts out a crossword puzzle every day that's like, you know, good. And they also have easy ones on Monday. So like, you know, there there are people who are good at doing easy crossword puzzles that would be great for this. Back in April, a contestant solved a, a crossword category, which is literally just figuring out what four words are on the board. They don't form a sentence, but enlisting the words, a uh, guy added the word and like in between such as you would in a list of words and was disqualified. And everyone was like, what? Then there was another example where it was like, I forget what the answer was, but it wasn't, wasn't a thing. Like, I think that it was like young jock was the answer. They were like a type of person and it was young jock. Or no, just person. It was person. Right. Person. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this was just the day before the controversy we were just talking about. The category is person and the answer, which the contestant didn't get, was young jock, which is not a type of person. I thought well, yeah, that was the rapper, a rapper. Young jock, meet yeah. me in the trap, is going down. Meet me at the mall, is going down. Well, we all did that dance. Like I young guarantee jock, you to go down. Yeah, yeah. Verse number two. Exactly. Yeah. See, yeah. That's it's not the young like a, jock we know, Pat. But that's like that's not how crossword puzzles work. Like they're they right. are supposed to be famous expressions or you know th- phrases that people have said before in public spaces, and they were just like, yeah, okay. I was yeah. just going to ask if young jock was a thing that I didn't know about. Yeah, right. Like, oh, there's a young jock. That like, is so crazy. No one has ever. No one refers to any. I mean, like. A jock, yes, but a young jock to me, you're just referring to like a young little athlete. Yeah, right, right. No, right. I think that's what it what they meant, but it's just I think they've probably had the same writers for too long, and they've just run out of shit, and they're right. just like, I don't know, like just recombining words that they know. Popular jock, maybe I don't know. Like that seems like closer to something I would have heard. Yeah, like than young jock. But well, I'm look, I'm not. They didn't hire me to write this shit. But there's also the fact that Pat Sajak is just a complete fucking asshole. He back in February he was called out for making fun of a contestant's speech impediment, and how that is was, the show still on? 
it must make a shitload of money or something. I mean, I don't know why I'm asking that question. That's a completely stupid question. People are addicted to watching Wheel of Fortune. And also for people that like... For Wheel of Fortune is perfect for people that get insanely frustrated watching Jeopardy because they don't get any of the answers right watching right. Jeopardy. Yeah. Because uh, when you're just guessing letters with Wheel of Fortune, it makes you feel way smarter than not knowing like facts. Yeah. Like when you watch Jeopardy. He he also went on Twitter and like complained about cancel culture that was like a week before he made fun of someone's speech impediment. And then one time he yelled at a contestant who rightfully pointed out again that a puzzle like didn't make any sense. They were supposed to answer like things that are in a kitchen and Mm -hmm. they said cabinet, towels, oven, sink. And then the contestant was like, kitchen oven? What what is that? Because it was supposed to be like complete this phrase. So kitchen cabinet, kitchen towels, kitchen sink and then oven. And he was like, kitchen oven like that doesn't really make sense. Right. And Sajak. It should have been table. Right. There you go. Mm -hmm. And Sajak was like, you won. Don't argue. Darren, you got the puzzle. Ungrateful players. I've had it. No, I'm just teasing. (laughs) (laughs) And then laughing and saying, I finally snapped. It's like, it's just such a, such a very specific way. uh, Producers have to intervene. I I think I don't. Can you imagine? I'm sure he's in their late 70s. Outsized power there, too. Absolutely. I mean, no one, they're going to be like, well, are are you going to have the conversation with Pat today? And they're like, no, no, let's, (laughs) let's, let's not. They're like, because in his Twitter, I always like laugh at how like just maggot out it is. One of his most recent retweets is, friends, happy new year. If you've been censoring yourself or worse, affirming woke or other dogmas, you know, aren't true. Make 2022 the year you break free. Don't let groupthink, fear, ambition or anything else enslave you. Think for yourself. Seek the truth. Speak your mind. He tweeted that or he retweeted somebody else saying that. Yeah, that seems to be his. And he will, so he'll rant things like that himself, but then he'll delete them. One point he tweeted, I now believe global warming alarmists are unpatriotic racists, knowingly misleading for their own ends. Good night. And then had to delete it when the producer was like, hey, man, we might have to like fire you if you don't delete that. <laughs> and then he was like, that was a parody. Right. Which is just, I don't know. A true king. Right. True. <laughs> Finally, someone out there times. speaking the truth. Thank yes. you, Pat Can't take a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it still is my favorite show on TV. So, do you watch Wheel of Fortune every day? No. Really? No, no, no. I haven't watched it since I was like six. Since you were a young jock. A young jock <laughs> back yeah. in the day, just waiting for them to call me out, and yeah. here I am. I fucking missed it when they. Finally... Sorry, the answer we're looking for was young Jack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there <it is. laughs> well, Greta, as always, such a pleasure having you. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, I will recognize you when you appear on season five <laughs> of I Search know, Party. <laughs> well, you're, you're gonna. I'm gonna get an email from you like after you finish the season, and you're like, "Hey, sorry, this is so embarrassing, but what episodes were you in? Yeah, I you seem got to cut find out." I where can people find you follow you all that good stuff you can follow me at gertie bird on instagram and you can follow my twitter where i very occasionally tweet an occasional tweet mm. also at gertie bird and you can listen to my podcast senior superlatives all about high school oh wow yeah uh, amazing and is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying Yes, you know, I like to observe 
you know, my friends on Twitter and my dear friend Io Debris tweeted something yesterday that made me laugh. And the tweet is, it's crazy that Monk wore his shoes in the house. (laughs) (laughs) And I really, really like that for all of my Monk heads out there. You'll laugh because it is really crazy. That, That just made me chuckle. Right, because he, he he's like a very does he have like Fastidious. OCD? Yeah, he has like extreme OCD. Right, and you're yeah. right because I feel like the only things I can remember is Tony Shalhoub being very careful about germs. But then, wow, and he wears yeah. his shoes in the house. There, see, there you go, there you go. He lying. I know it's crazy. That oh now a whole other series about people investigating Monk whether that shit was just performative because they're like I don't know he wears his shoes in the house. I know they're like maybe he's not actually an OCD mm-hmm. riddle genius. Right? They're like, have you seen? I saw him pack for a trip. He put the suitcase on his bed. On his bed. And packed mm. on the bed. Mm-hmm. Sat in his daytime clothes on his nighttime bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miles, where can people find you, and what is the tweet you've been enjoying? Frank? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray, and also the other pod, Four Twenty Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra, where we talk about Ninety Day Fiance, the worst best show ever. Some tweets that I like. First one is from at uh, Wembley Sewell tweeted, "No more circling back. Square up. Prepare mm. to fight." Um, which I'm <laughs> another like, Zach Fox reference, one might say. <laughs> right then. Uh, let's see. This one is from Cameron at Cameron Bradford tweeted. Imagine being the first American soldier in Vietnam to put on fortunate son. Everyone would be like, dude, you're a genius. This is the exact vibe. <laughs> Stupid. And finally, at baby scallop tweeted. Stop asking if the wine is dry. It's literally a liquid. Like, are you dumb? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true, true facts. Let's mm-hmm. see. Uh, Katie Rich tweeted, a friend of mine did social media for Allstate, and her job mostly consisted of deleting hundreds of women's vile, horny comments about the mayhem guy. (laughs) (laughs) What? And then uh, Kat Algarista tweeted, Goldilocks was so stupid for not wanting to sleep in a bed too big for her. Oh, no, I'm too comfy. Shut up. (laughs) Never never thought about that. That is dumb. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes on our footnotes. footnotes. We link off the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Uh, we're going to go out on a track, a uh, good, great collab, Leon Bridges and Krungbin, who I love their psychedelic surf rock funky vibes. And this is a track from the two of them called B-Side. And it's just a great track. I mean, like his vocals with their like instrumental and they're just their vibe as a band goes perfectly together. So use this to ease your Perfect. way back into normalcy or whatever we call this shit. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. Well, we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.